Good morning. Last year, the Percival Town Council hired a law firm and retired police chief to investigate well, all kinds of things, including a previous investigation and three senior staff. This week, we got the results of that investigation. And, oh yeah, somebody got fired. For Thursday, April 12th, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. You and thousands of other people listen to the Morning Minute every day. It's trusted, it's personal, and you take it with you wherever you go. So if you've got a business, why not advertise on the Morning Minute and reach the thousands of people listening right alongside you wherever they are? Get in touch at loudonnow.com advertise or email us at sales at loudonnow.com. That's loudonnow.com advertise or sales at loudonnow.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. The town of Percival has released the results of an independent investigation into allegations of misconduct by three of its top-ranking staff and the consultant the town hired to look into those allegations. The result? Alex Venegas, the interim town manager who was placed on leave, has been fired, and town attorney Sally Hankins and human resources manager Sharon Rauch can go back to work. The investigation concluded that the investigation conducted by Georgia Knuckles, the consultant hired to investigate allegations of mismanagement against police chief Cynthia McAllister, was not, quote, a fair, unbiased, and thorough investigation, unquote. Knuckles' report had resulted in the town council firing Chief McAllister, but after questions came out about Knuckles' conduct and possible relationship with Venegas, the town rehired McAllister and put her on administrative leave, where she has been up until now. That report also recommended immediately firing Venegas, which, as I mentioned, the town council did. A statement from the town issued Tuesday reads, quote, The Wilson Elser, backing up, Wilson Elser refers to Wilson Elser, Moskowitz, Edelman, and Dicker LLP, the law firm they have hired to investigate their investigation and so on. Anyway, the quote, The Wilson Elser investigation concluded that Venegas failed to properly manage and failed to exercise proper judgment with respect to the investigation into the complaints about the chief. End quote. The same people, Wilson Elser, who conducted this latest investigation, are now running another independent investigation into those allegations against McAllister. The outside investigators also looked into Venegas' allegations that he had been sexually harassed by town attorney Sally Hankins. They found no merit to those allegations, and also found other complaints against her by other town employees were frivolous and meritless. Hankins, who has been on paid leave since December while this investigation went on, has been cleared to go back to work. And then there's human resources manager Sharon Rauch, who, as I said, has also been cleared to go back to work. She was put on paid leave the same time as Hankins after allegations that she did not follow proper procedures to protect records and files. The investigators found that allegations against her, quote, appear to have been manufactured and baseless, end quote. This, of course, does not answer the ultimate question of what happens with police chief Cynthia McAllister, who remains on administrative leave. Back in December, the town council earmarked $80,000 for this investigation. As of April 6th, the town had spent more than $437,000 on this. Town council members Doug McCollum and Chris Bledsoe said yesterday the town might be withholding the full scope of the cost. 
McCollum said the town hasn't yet seen the most recent invoices from interim town attorney Hank Day, who's filling in while Hankins was on leave, or from the law firm Wilson Elser that's been running this latest investigation. Go to loudnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, the Leesburg Town Council has voted to keep its tax rate level for next year. After several work sessions, the Town Council ultimately made no changes to the proposal presented by Town Manager Kai Dentler back at the end of February. They also went with his proposed real estate tax rate of 18.4 cents per $100 of assessed value, which is the same as this year. It will, nonetheless, mean a slight increase in taxes for most people since property values are generally going up. The average homeowner will see an increase of $33.40 in real estate taxes to the town. The budget also comes with four new full-time positions in the town and two new positions in utilities. This is the greatest number of jobs the town has added to its budget since the town got rid of 35 jobs between fiscal years 2011 and 2012. In the future, said some council members, the town needs to look at finding other sources of revenue to make sure taxes don't keep going up. While we're on the subject of budgets, when they adopted the county budget, county supervisors also made some changes to their long-range capital projects plan. And those changes were pretty friendly to pedestrian and bike-friendly projects. Supervisors have moved just over $20 million over the next six years to move up a sidewalk and trail program and traded funding for an Atlantic Boulevard shared-use path for pedestrian improvements at three intersections on Route 7 near Northern Virginia Community College. The sidewalk and trail program will construct three miles of sidewalks and trails every year. In total, it's scheduled for more than $69 million, but most of that is beyond this plan's six-year horizon. It was originally scheduled to start in the second half of 2023, but it has been moved up two years. County Finance Committee Chairman Matt Letourneau said this is a reflection of the county taking a more systematic approach to filling in the missing links in its sidewalk and trail system. It's generally bad practice to move too much around in your capital plan from one year to the next, but there were a few other changes. There are $14.3 million for the next two years for school security. The budget switches funding for two roundabouts on Route 50, meaning a roundabout at Trailhead Drive will start in 2022. There's $50,000 for playground equipment at Hamilton Community Park. And there are also new plans for a Route 50 Northern Collector Road between Loudoun County Parkway and Route 28 on Dulles Airport property, which would bypass the Route 50, Route 28 intersection and reach into Fairfax County. And although transportation needs have taken up more and more of Loudoun's money for years, this year marks the first time that transportation projects take up more than half of Loudoun's capital budget. As the state has lagged farther and farther behind on our region's transportation needs, localities have had to pick up the slack. The Loudoun County School Board has narrowly adopted a resolution on gun violence prevention written by member Joy Maloney. After a lengthy debate, including consideration of an alternative resolution introduced by Chairman Jeff Morse, and which was amended to include several passages from Maloney's resolution before it was voted down, the board voted 5-2-2 to two to, two to adopt the resolution. Eric DeKennep and Debbie Rose voted against, and Morse and Jill Turgeon abstained from voting. 
Maloney's resolution cites reporting and data from academic journals and news publications mentioning statistics such as that young people and adolescents in the United States are 14 to 23 times more likely to be killed with a gun than in other high-income countries, that 19 children per day are killed or get emergency treatment for gunshot wounds, and that since the shooting at Columbine High School in 1999, 136 students and school employees have died in school mass shootings. It also mentions some of the efforts the school system has put into making its schools safer, such as mental health support, increasing the number of counselors, and implementing stronger school entrance controls. I think that uh, that we've seen over the last uh, few weeks, months, uh, that as much as we as advocates and leaders are feeling cynical that anything will get done. Uh, Our young people are ready to take up that charge. That was the author of this resolution, Joy Maloney. The school board had also heard from a number of students, parents, and teachers at that meeting asking them to pass Maloney's resolution. You can read what some of those people had to say and the full text of the resolution in the story on our website. And the candidates for the Lovettsville Town Council will be in a voters forum this Saturday, moderated by us here at Loudon Now. The program will be held at the former Baptist Church at 3 Berlin Pike, beginning at 11 a.m. Mike Dunlap, Renee Edmonston, Nick Hayward, Will Clyde, Chris Hornbaker, and Matt Schilling are expected to participate. Meredith Kopp will be unable to attend. We're also planning another forum for the mayoral race featuring candidates Chris Consall and Nate Fontaine on April 18th. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, it's Trivia Night at Blend Coffee Bar in Ashburn. Stop by from 7.30 to 9. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, conduct months of investigations to find out just why you like it so much and tell all your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.